Hey guys, I have a question for you. Are you ready for something new and for your life to take a meaningful direction? Well, we are about to take a big step into the world of possibilities, a place where we don't like to talk about how bad things are, but rather of how great things could be. Here, we look at the world with a new set of eyes, learn our thing or two, and by inspiring each other, we try to find happiness in new realities. I'm Anne Therese, and this is my podcast, Hey Change. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Hey Change. Today we're talking to Katina, who is a 20-something-year-old blogger and inspiration seeker. And she, just like me, recently made the move to San Francisco from New York. She spends a lot of her time helping people find more peace of mind in their lives by talking and writing about the shit that no one tells you about growing up. And basically, she found herself following the route of everyone else and got a job in finance right after college. A job that was considered as the right move, but that didn't feel so right after all. And she found it frustrating that no one seemed to be talking about all that was really going on, and she felt alone in her stress and feelings. Why was no one talking about the stuff that comes with growing up, and why was no one admitting that it's actually sometimes really hard? As a way to deal with all this confusion and frustration, she started to write a blog. And today, Unadulting is reaching thousands of readers all over the country and bringing peace of mind to many young women and men in their 20s. She explains the blog as a space to explore all the fields and a community where we can figure out how to be sane and happy humans. Because you know what? It's okay not to have everything figured out. And I'm super excited to have Katina on the show as we talk about many of the things that I've struggled with growing up and entering adulthood. Like knowing when and how to trust your gut, how to surround yourself with the right kind of people, having the courage to following your own path, and also finding the kind of self-love that you need in order to make peace with your mind and body. What you are about to hear is definitely a very personal conversation when both Katina and I share a lot of our own stories and experiences with growing up. So I just hope that you can find it within you to relate to your own life and kind of find a way, I guess, to just laugh about it and feel good about growing up. And I'm also happy to hear your own thoughts and stories and maybe things that you dealt with or are still trying to figure out. So... If you want to reach out, please just head over to heychange.net and hit me up in the contact window. And one more thing before we dive into today's episode of Change. I want and need your feedback badly. So please find a moment to head over to iTunes and rate and review this podcast. I know it's a lot to ask for because let's face it, who has the time? But I'm just telling you that to me, your feedback means the world. All right, enough of the intro. Let's start talking about all that shit that no one tells you about growing up. All right, Katina. Hello. Welcome on board the wave of change. How does that feel? (laughs) So excited. I'm so excited to be here and chat with you today. On a Friday afternoon. Yeah. In a rainy San Francisco. What happened? Yeah, it's so weird. I feel like I just got back from Seattle and brought all the rainy weather with me. (laughs) Katina's been posting the most gorgeous stories on Instagram. Uh, Yeah. Like in this lake view and this beautiful sky. But I guess that's next in my list. (laughs) The the Northwest, definitely. It was pretty cold up there, though. I have to say, yeah. I feel like it reminded me of New York weather, which this is the first time I got back to San Francisco and was happy and excited to be here. And it was so warm. So just some background to that. Both Katina and I just recently moved to San Francisco from New York. And it's both because of our boyfriends got jobs here. So it's got a Uh, bit of resistance to it. Maybe like, do I want to do this? But I think we're starting to like really grow into the, exactly. the California vibe. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. And before we start today, I kind of want to talk about something that we are holding in our hands right now. Mm-hmm. Do you want to say what it is? 
So it's a sustainable straw, but I would actually personally love to learn a little bit more about it. I think it's super cool. Yeah, so these are straws made of bamboo, and they're made in Australia, handmade Mm -hmm. straws from your straw. And I recently learned that, because I didn't know that bamboo was such a good material to Mm -hmm. use and produce stuff with. Um, But apparently, first of all, they're like, 30% 30% better, like, produce more oxygen than a regular tree. So it's actually it's helping crazy. to, like, balance the EO2 mm-hmm. emissions in the, in the air. And um, they're, like, definitely, like, um, dishwasher safe. And, like, you can u- reuse them so many times. And the reason why we love reusable straws, by the way, to some background facts about yeah. that, is because I learned this a few months ago. Apparently, every day in the United States alone, we use 500 million plastic straws. That's crazy. It's like the most crazy fact ever. Oh my god. So it's the coffee addiction. <laughs> I know. I think at first I was like, that's there's no way that's true, right? It's yeah. like how can we use that many straws? Like not even that many people in this country. But then I thought about it and then now everywhere I go, I see straws. Yeah. It's like in the water glass when you go to a diner. It's like when you get like <laughs> take out coffee and then you get a drink and even like I saw this bartender, he was preparing this drink and he used like one or two straws just to stir it throw them away and then put a new one in and I'm like it was like three straws right there yeah. I'm like I can see it now like it makes sense and the reason why this is not a good thing is because the straws end up in our oceans mm-hmm. and like the fish eat it and it's really killing the planet so yeah we need more things like these yeah and the reason I'm talking about them is because they reached out to me and wanted to send some to me and they're really cool and they're giving you uh, a special discount right now. So if you want to try using reusable bamboo straws for your coffee, your drinks, just having a go and make a smoothie with, um, maybe not make a smoothie with them, <laughs> to drink a smoothie with. Uh, anyways, you can go over to yourstraw.com. It's your, like in Y-O-U-R, straw, S-T-R-A-W, and use the code HEYCHANGE and get 15% off. It's amazing. Yeah, cool. Yeah, I feel like paying attention to all these really small things actually compounds to make such a difference, right? When you think about those numbers. So it's really It cool. makes such a difference. And I yeah. think that's um, the most important part to remember today. It's like, we can feel very overwhelmed. Mm-hmm. Like, oh my God, there's so much to do in this world. And what can I do? Just me being a single person. You can do so much. Exactly. And it all starts with us and too like every time we make a conscious decision especially out in public yeah we plant seeds and someone else will see they're like hey what's she using that looks really cool and like i want to know more about that too and it just spreads exactly yeah oh my gosh i can't wait to use one Mm -hmm. i'm leaving one behind you'll have it um well since this is all about change that's why you're here and um i actually know that you've been on this wave for a long time but it's always nice to jump back on board so um I want to talk a little bit about your own podcast that you're about to start. Yeah. And it's called Challenging the Collective. And do you quickly just want to share what that's about and why you decided to start one and that entire mission of yours? Yeah, I was just going to say it's so similar kind of challenging these truths that we've accepted as our reality, right? So even thinking about these straws as example, what are things that we do in our everyday life that we've just accepted because our parents or society or our friends have told us that that's what's normal. Um, And this podcast is just going to be exploring those types of questions. So for example, it really started when I was thinking about what are the ingredients in my deodorant and what kind of toxic chemicals am I putting onto and into my body every single day, which It's a pretty specific question, but when you've never thought about that before Mm -hmm. and then you kind of start to think about it and dig into it, it's insane what you start to learn. So all of these questions really prompted me to look inwards and start to think, what are other aspects of my life I should challenge and think about? Um, So in the podcast, it'll be launching in early 2018, which I'm super excited about. Yeah, and it will have interviews with a variety of different people so um, questioning the clean beauty industry or even like how we invest our money as 20 somethings and how we could use that to make a difference in the world so it'll have a range of topics but I'm really excited I'm super excited too I mean I the moment you said that we have to question the truth and stuff it's so similar to my own word retruthing and I'm like mm-hmm. we're gonna be so great friends totally. um, and I think that's why we get along so well but just tell us why do you think it's so important to question the truth yeah 
It's such a good question. I mean, I feel like when you think about it, we all just live our lives every day not questioning things and not being uncomfortable. And I think that when we start to challenge those assumptions that we've just like believed for our whole lives and, you know, kind of don't take that initiative to question, we don't make change. And really that change that inspires you as a human being or even our world really starts with questioning what we believe Mm -hmm. um yeah so i'm excited it's something that i think we all start to evolve to get to that point right it's not like we wake up one day and we're like Like, uh uh-huh yeah realize exactly so it's it's an evolution for sure but i think it's super important i think today too with like all the fake news going on and also just uh i mean um this with, with social social media and stuff we just exposed to so many so much information totally that we are able to question the truth right Mm -hmm. it's like well if we actually want to know something we can just google it and youtube it or whatever and there will be a movie that someone filmed once and you know the truth is right there yeah and i think but i think the hardest part is i think today people do know that you know there might be certain things that are not as exactly how we always thought them to be but then what do we do when we actually find out that Mm -hmm. we've been wrong or like the way we looked upon the world wasn't really actually how it is or I don't know I mean I I've been through so many retro things in my own life and I think my personal journey was that I I used to be um feel I used to feel like I had to beat myself up for like being wrong Mm -hmm. and I think sometimes we're so stubborn to stick to our old beliefs because we feel ashamed of just admitting yeah. that we've been living wrong. But I think the most important part is like we haven't been living wrong. Totally. It's just like miscommunication or like just um, lack of information, I guess, growing mm-hmm. up. And it doesn't make us bad people. Yeah. And I think even on that, it's so interesting because wrong and right have so many different shades. Mm-hmm. And like truth has so many different shades when you think about who you are at the time, like what you know, what your environment is. So I think at least my mission is just understanding what people's version of truth is Mm -hmm. and all those different shades of what it could be. And then coming to your own decision based on who you are and where you are in your life, um, what version of that you want to accept. So... Yeah, I think it's really cool. Really cool. And this kind of branches out from another project that you're already doing, which is your blog. Yeah, totally. It's called Unadulting. Yeah. And um, Unadulting, you're helping young people, teenagers, Mm -hmm. early 20s, to grow into adulthood, mm-hmm. right? Totally. So what are some advice that you'd like to give? And, or even, like, do you get questions from people that you like yeah. to answer? What, what is the blog about? Yeah, so I guess I could give a little background as to, like, why I started it. <laughs> so basically, when I first entered the working world a couple of years ago, I was really confused because I felt like all of my friends were basically saying that their jobs were great and their life was great. And I was like, guys, hold on one second. Life is so confusing. It's so different than what we knew before. Um, And it didn't feel like anyone was being honest about it. So I wanted to be that honest, truthful voice um, and bring some light that like, we all struggle and this period of our lives is weird and it's gonna be weird, we should just accept that. So I started writing just little fun stories to my friends and family about why my life was so different now than when I was in college or high school. Um, And they really enjoyed it and like pushed me to start a blog. And at that time, I just couldn't fathom being that vulnerable to a wide variety of people that I either knew or didn't know. Um, And I think that sharing your story publicly does take a certain level of vulnerability, which is really hard to get to. But about a year and a half ago, I finally decided that I was just going to write publicly. And it's been a journey since then. So now on adulting is a blog and branching out to a couple of different things. But essentially, the goal is to help people 
be mindful and happy on this journey through adulthood. So I talk about wellness, like personal development, um, the weirdness of work and how to navigate some of those difficult situations, relationships, and then just like having fun, which I think is really important. Definitely. (laughs) And I think a couple of notes on that. I love that you thought like, wait a second, is everyone just lying? Like, is this just a fake kind of facade that people are putting up? Because this is not what I'm experiencing. I think you told me that you went to work and everyone's like, oh, I love my job. It's so fabulous. You're like, no, it's so stressful. I hate it. Like, why are you lying to me? Exactly. And I think too, I mean, I think sometimes we get stressed because we think everyone else is having great lives Mm -hmm. because that's the only kind of version that they put out. And then we are told that, straight from high school we need to go to this college and you need to have your shit figured out and after college obviously you just invested your time and money into this career and you should get a job in that and then you should like that job Mm -hmm. you know because if you don't you're kind of dumb for having spent all that money in those years yeah you know gaining all that knowledge and then you actually don't enjoy doing it yeah so i think it's uh, i mean i think that's why your blog has grown so much because people do value that vulnerability and authenticity i know it's so interesting because i think when I think back to who I was when I was 22, um, I think that I went through this quarter life crisis very early, which most of my friends are actually going through right now. Mm -hmm. But I really started to question like, who do I want to be? Is this life that I'm leading kind of helping me get there? Or is it hindering me from doing that? And I started asking myself those hard questions immediately when I started work. And it was a really tough period for me to like figure out who I was. And I think it's, I mean, my goal at the end of the day with unadulting is to help people realize that they need to connect to who they are, which we often put off and we like, are stimulated by all these other things in our lives. Um, so I think that like going through that hard journey sucks and is like something that most people don't want to confront. But mm-hmm. when you do, you end up getting out on the other side so much more fulfilled, um, which I think is what we're all ultimately seeking in life. So, And I think also not comparing our own journey to others. I mean, I think mm-hmm. I have a similar story to that because School has always come easy to me, and I always, although loved more my creative side of things, and you know the whole academic part was just kind of like it was there and it was easy, totally. but I didn't enjoy it. And so people say, oh, you need to go to this school, you should do this or that, but it just did not feel fulfilling to me. Mm-hmm. And then you know I went to New York to do my internship, and then I applied to a master's and kind of committed to like doing my master's in New York, even though yeah. I get school for free in Sweden. So that yeah. was already like, why are you doing that? Well, I want to be in New York. And then halfway through my master's, I actually realized that this wasn't what I wanted to do. Yeah. And I was really stressed because I was doing so many things at once. I was trying to like, you know, I started my modeling career and then I was doing this part-time job and I had class at night and I was just so overwhelmed by everything. And I think the reason I was so stressed about it was because I didn't do what I wanted to do. Mm -hmm. And so that's when I had to take that bold decision and, and say that, okay, I thought this was the right thing to do. But it wasn't. Yeah. And it's okay to commit to the fact that, okay, let's find a new way now. And so since Ugh. then, I was like, okay, I'm going to do my own thing. And it's been freaking terrifying. Yeah. And already, like, still, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, I started this business, the agency, and it's picking up faster than most businesses do. But, you know, it's always that startup time for a new company, right? And, like, I'm preparing, comparing my life to, you know, some of the people I went to school with and they have like their own apartments and like they're thriving at their Mm -hmm. jobs. I know if I did that, I would be miserable. Yeah. So I think it's important to not compare yourself and like, well, do I feel fulfilled? Is this something I want to do? And then just kind of trust your own journey and be, have faith in that you are going in the right direction. Oh, I have so many thoughts on that because I, similar to you, I was just talking to my little brother who's in college about this. Um, I went to an undergraduate business program where everyone was majoring in finance. And I went there thinking that I was going to like own a business. (laughs) I thought business school meant learning how to start a business, not going into this huge corporate world. Mm -hmm. Um, So I knew that deep down, but I really wanted to prove to people that I was good at math and I was not just like a normal girl who could have a conversation, but I was also smart. 
Um, so I went on this journey of like proving something to other people. So I majored in finance. I got a job at Goldman. Like I did all these things for others. And I think immediately when I started, it didn't sit well with me. And I realized that I had to be brave and had to put myself out there and like get in touch with who I was. And I think that as you said, that takes courage and it's still every day does like the other point I wanted to make as you were talking is exactly that like both of us from the outside it could seem like we're doing all these really cool things but every day we're human beings who struggle with like waking up and figuring out what you're doing with your life and like we're just all real right Mm -hmm. so even from the outside when people's seem like their life is so put together and so cool and like doing all this awesome stuff they're just like us (laughs) i know (laughs) the other day you were posting something on your instagram story Mm -hmm. and i I watched all the videos and i had to reach out i'm like you just put the words in my mouth and you were like you know what guys you know what do you what do you call it like an independent contractor or like yeah running your own business It's really cool, but right now I'm still in my running gear and I've been in those for like, and I I don't even know if I change out of anything during the day because I don't see anyone. And it's like, you know, I should probably take a shower and I've been working for four hours already and I have another eight to go. And it's it's a constant battle between being focused and motivated and then just like always thinking, well, am I doing the right thing? Yeah. Like there's no one here paying for my time. And totally. It's, is this going to turn out to the better in the, in the long run? And then also like the whole social game of things, right? Yeah. Well, I think that it's so interesting. I was just talking to someone the other day who runs this amazing like eco-friendly um, beauty company. And we were talking about feeling like a fraud and even though it seems like you're doing all these really cool successful things every day you have to convince yourself deep down that you're worth whatever you're doing Mm. out in the world and that you're not like that people should believe you you know what I mean so I think that that feeling probably never goes away you're just better at managing it and I like at first you could say that's kind of sad that you're always gonna like feel not worth whatever you're doing but at the same time I think it's a reminder to stay humble you know like I every day get excited about these small little wins and I hope that that feeling never goes away because it reminds me that I'm human and like I need to work at what I'm doing yeah you know nothing comes easy yeah I think also to be said with this Obviously, you and I are kind of the same from the mm-hmm. same seed, but not everyone does have that entrepreneurial spirit. Mm-hmm. Like some people really like the comfort of having a job and somewhere totally. to go and someone to tell them, someone to tell them like, this is what you're going to do the next four hours. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, my boyfriend, for example, is one of those people. Yeah. <laughs> he could never muster like yeah. just a discipline to sit and do something if no one else told him they had to. Right. So there's really just knowing that this lifestyle is not for everyone. But since you are about, you know, advising mm-hmm. people and adultery and stuff, what if someone feels like, no, but that's me. I really have that spirit. I want to do my own thing. Do you have any advice right now that you could share? Yeah. So I think that it starts with being honest with yourself, which is exactly what we've been talking about. But it's a huge step. So I remember when I was working in finance and I was working at this huge company that had such a great reputation and like people knew you were smart if you worked there, mm-hmm. right? And, and I have think, this title. That yeah. And I think that a lot of people, myself included at the time, really tied your self-worth to that external thing. And I was going through this process of switching into a new industry in philanthropy Um, about two years ago and moving to a very small organization that no one heard of Mm -hmm. and I remember I was really trying to understand like is this what I want to do and finally one day I sat down with myself like alone I went for a walk in New York by the Hudson River and I was like 
this is who I am. I know that this is going to make me happy. I don't need to like think about what other people are saying. And it's a really hard, like brave thing that you have to do to be honest with yourself. But I think that most people who are at this decision point are like, should I stay safe or should I do something that's risky? And if you know deep in your gut that that's what you want to do, you need to just go forward with it and like really get in touch with yourself and know that it's going to be scary but like you know that you could trust yourself if you're being completely truthful and honest so i would say that's the first step and the second step is like not thinking twice <laughs> yep. so you got it right. when you question yourself that's when the fear starts sinking in right and then you're like, oh, maybe I shouldn't do this. Maybe these are all the things that could go wrong, which could happen with anything. But I think that once you're like so invested in it and you know that you're like kind of soul and mind are aligned, then you just don't think about the questions and you kind of just go forward and let those come up later if they do. See, I actually haven't gone through so many similar transformations if you want to call it that yeah. I I realized I kept going through the same stages mm-hmm. and so I actually came up with change which is mm. you know C-H-A-N-G-E Ooh. and it's first is curiosity and courage Love like that. you get curious about something and like mm-hmm. you know you want to do something and you take the courage and do it you know get to action mm-hmm. it's always and I say always followed by hesitation because mm-hmm. then you're like you know sometimes you get a new idea and you get so euphoric about it and like this makes so much sense yeah. I'm gonna quit school and now I know what I want to do with my life and it all just makes sense right yeah and so you do that and that's the, the important feeling because that's actually that's when you kind of are in line with yourself yeah. in touch with your inner self and you know that okay this is some this is leading me somewhere not saying you should always pick up on any kind of weird totally. idea you get, but like <laughs> just in, in a bigger sense. And then what happens is you go back into normal life, you know, and like, well, this maybe not be the smartest thing to do right now. You know, it's kind of stable right here. I'm safe. I have this job. It's paying for me. Mm-hmm. And you will always enter hesitation. Mm-hmm. So, um, so then that is followed by attitude, which is like how you deal with attitude towards anything. It's really what's going to determine if you go forward this or not. Totally. So I think it's important, like you said, you know, don't second guess it. If you make a decision, just go for it. And I think another thing as you were talking, changing your environment is really helpful. Mm. So for me, I think like for a long time, I was thinking about doing this blog and then I switched jobs. And I was kind of in this new headspace for a couple of months where I like possibilities were not stagnant anymore like things I was thinking about actually could happen because you're just in this new headspace and you're full of wonder and possibility and that translates to the rest of your life so I'm not saying you need to like switch jobs or change cities but make small changes in your life so that you have that like honeymoon period of change where Mm -hmm. you can apply that to so many different aspects of your life not just the one thing you're going through because I don't know about you but moving to San Francisco has actually really like propelled me in so many different ways to rethink all these different aspects of my life and it's because I'm in a new environment. I totally agree with that. Yeah. I think it's just also the closeness to nature. And yeah. I love that. And being able to I be at the ocean too. and, you know, giving it something that my boyfriend said actually is like, well, the good thing about being on the West Coast, you're kind of behind everything. Yeah. It's kind of nice. You know, you wake up three hours later and then when people are done with work, you're like, yeah, it's fine. And we can go home because totally. people on the East Coast are already done with their thing. Um, so it's definitely a much slower, quieter energy over here, which yeah. is a nice change for New York. Yeah. And what you said about changing the environment um, very important um, note to make because, and I would say this, like, let's say, you know, we're just taking a blogger, for example, now mm-hmm. let's say, okay, I'm going to start a blog. One simple way to change that environment would be to actually find a blogger that you admire or mm-hmm. some a friend or someone you know who's actually doing what you want to do and reach out and just ask for a coffee. Totally. Because if you start sharing your ideas with your old um, environment, 
there's a big chance that those people are going to be like, don't do it. Because mm-hmm. that's not in their space, their headspace that like you talked about. Totally. So if you want to get encouraged, it's really important to surround yourself with the people that think the same way. Yeah. Or even like go through, like push yourself physically through a new experience. I feel like for me that always resets my mind, whether it's like doing a race or climbing a mountain or something. You know what I mean? Um I think that coming back from travel or from like pushing yourself in some other aspect of your life, it really helps you see everything in a new way. Definitely. So, and I know another big topic on your blog is um, personal health mm-hmm. and something you write a lot about. And I completely agree with everything that you said about that because mm-hmm. we can't do anything good to our planet or to other people unless we actually start. We're taking care of ourselves. And unfortunately, I think today, many people just miss that step. And like, me included, mm-hmm. I can be terrible at taking care of myself. Mm-hmm. You know, I can like, ah, oh, I can just eat a cracker for a snack today. Totally. It's like, no, maybe you need more. Food yeah. Food. It's fine. Um, but I think, why, why do you think people struggle so much with taking care of themselves? And what is some typical advice you usually give on your blog? Yeah. I think it's such a good question. I would actually start in a different way than most probably. So I feel like when we typically think of wellness and health, we think of physical exercise or eating healthy, which I think are extremely important um, and very based by person. But the way that I would start thinking about health and that prompts everything else in your life is kind of exercising your mind. because I think that we're constantly surrounded by so much sim- stimuli and like proving ourselves, whether it's on social media or like, you know, always saying that we're busy, even though we really like are just building stuff into our schedule. Um, and I don't think that we take enough time to really be alone with our thoughts mm-hmm. and reflect. So. I would say the biggest piece of advice or like my first thought when it comes to personal wellness is exercising your mind. And I think that could take a variety of different forms, whether it's journaling or even taking some time to meditate in the morning or even going on a run alone and no phone. Yeah. And like letting your thoughts kind of come with you Mm -hmm. and I think that we often like push away bad feelings instead of confront them and like soak in them and let ourselves feel them and you don't really know who you are until you do that so I would say that's the first step and then personally I mean I've known this since I was uh, really young I need to exercise every day, whether that's going for a walk or I'm a huge runner doing yoga. I reframe that in my mind to say sweat once per day because I'm the type of person that like obsessively does things. So I need to tone that down and say, it's okay if you went for a walk today instead of like going on a seven that's my only exercise by the way so don't you dare say that anything but no but I think that's the amazing thing is that like everyone's different right so for me my barometer is sweat once a day you know it's gonna make you feel good even if you don't want to and like usually the first 20 minutes of doing anything sucks for me at least Mm -hmm. I'm like why am I here why am I forcing myself to do this um But then once you power through that, it's honestly the best feeling in the world. So I think those two things are the most important aspects of wellness for me. There are a few things I want to say about that. First of all, uh, one of my earliest guests did say something that really stuck with me. It's um, busyness is actually a kind of laziness. Mm -hmm. Because he's like, we think we're being so good by being busy all the time. But what we really are, we're just not being productive at all he's like if you can schedule an hour a day when you just do nothing but sit with your own yeah. thoughts that's when ideas come to you that's mm-hmm. when you sort of realize mm-hmm, these are my feelings about this particular subject this totally. is what I want to do if you never give yourself that time there's a big chance your entire life is going to go in a direction you don't really want it to mm-hmm. and he said actually there was some research done that people prefer getting electrified over being alone with their thoughts which is scary but I kind of believe it because yeah. people like 
I sometimes I just observe people in the airport and they don't they can't just stand for five minutes not fiddling with their phones totally. or doing anything to listen to something whether it be the newspaper I me myself like okay what can I do for the next five minutes well you can just stand and wait mm-hmm. you know people used to do that back in the day yeah um so definitely I always say you need to make friends with yourself learn how to be alone yeah. it can be scary it can be super scary but it's important I think It's so funny that you say that because when I was younger and I got really into running, um, I would say that I was going on a date with myself. I love that. That's so cute. Yeah, I think that when I reflect on it now, it's really true. Mm -hmm. I was getting to know myself from the age of 14 for at least an hour a day. And that's, I mean, that's crazy impactful to be able to like, understand what makes you tick Mm -hmm. like what gets you upset and how to fix that because I I just read this quote that was like you have to be your best friend Mm -hmm. you are the only person that's with yourself when you're born and when you die so you really have to understand like how you work best no one else can tell you that um so yeah, I think getting to know you as a person is the most important thing we can yeah, do. Yeah, and like know your your flaws and also your strengths and be mm-hmm. your best, your biggest coach. Yeah. You know, because like you said, you're the only one that's going to be there all the time. Totally. You can keep beating yourself up for being wrong or you can like, okay, maybe I can do better next time. You can do this. You know, you got this in you. Mm-hmm. And um, something too I want to talk about is like the whole cell phone era and another research. I'm so into like yeah. researching things. But <laughs> they said that like if there is a phone present, on the table in the room it doesn't even have to be your phone or the, your friend's phone mm-hmm. it just someone's phone is there it takes away from the conversation mm-hmm. subconsciously yeah i've read that too and it's interesting because when you have meetings and everyone removes their phone it's crazy to see the difference mm-hmm. of how people interact with each other even when they're not on so yeah that's one thing that i actually really consciously try to do whenever i'm out even at dinner with my boyfriend or like in a meeting or even with myself I usually try to put my phone face down or away from me so that it's I mean I'm allergic so I kind of like (laughs) away from me I don't want to see that shit but uh, I know it's so funny people like wait you're allergic I'm like yeah it bothers me I get rashes and it just I know and every night I'm like okay phones airplane mode my boyfriend's like oh I'm like nope I can't sleep that's amazing so it's a thing just saying but um I, I do want to talk about because it's easy maybe to say that yeah. well you it's you know good for you you know you seem to be a really happy person but I have a lot to deal with and a lot of thoughts in my head and I don't really want to face them mm-hmm. I know because you told me that you had some personal struggles with your own mental health and your yeah. body and stuff do you mind just sharing a little bit of your story yeah definitely so I guess I could start with body image because that was earlier in my life, mm-hmm. and then maybe we could, like, move along <laughs> to my other issues. As the struggle gets um, real, it gets more yeah. about your mental health. Um, but, yeah, I think that, like, honestly, which is sad to say, most women, um, when I was in high school, I really struggled with, like, accepting my body. Um, and it kind of all started, I guess I would say, my innocence was lost, Um when I entered high school in ninth grade, and all of my friends started going on the special K diet, which I'm not sure if people remember what this is. I've never But <laughs> yeah, so there was a period of time that special K, a very sugary cereal. I was gonna say, is it a cereal you're yeah, talking about? Yeah, literally a cereal. Um, had this diet that they said substitute two of your meals with two bowls of special K per day and then have whatever else you want, like a salad or whatever, and you'll lose 10 pounds in two weeks. Do this for two weeks. And it caught all of my like ninth grade friends by storm. I mean, we were just entering high school, right? So we were just starting to notice changes in our body. We were just starting to get noticed by older guys. So it was this very vulnerable, malleable time in our lives. And I think that that really prompted me to notice my body, which wasn't bad. Like, I mean, I was playing three sports, right? So (laughs) there was nothing I really could have done that would have been terrible. But um, it started to kind of have me um, 
notice or create this like very bad relationship with food so there were days that I would like hold myself back from eating um and go on a seven mile run or you know like binge out on crazy amounts of unhealthy food and then the next day like not eat so and the craziest part to me was that this was normal like Mm. It wasn't like I was this weird girl that was going through this by myself. Like, literally all of my friends, we would talk about it and do the same thing. So it was reinforced in our locker rooms, like at the beach, like craziness. craziness. So I think that that obviously went on for some period of time. And then I started to just really get into fitness and not care as much about food. Um, But... I don't think my mindset really changed until I was out of school and training for my first marathon, which is when I started work, so my first year of work. So I was constantly thinking about, like, how much is this chocolate cake going to, like, weigh on me um, tomorrow, even if I wasn't, like, binging and not eating. So I think that it was a constant, like, thought and weight in my mind and I feel like it it's something that I had to confront all the time right so it's always these thoughts that are going through your head and I guess bringing it back to your first question so like having negative thoughts and not being happy but then also trying to like think through them I think the only way that I stayed really sane during that time period was knowing how I worked best. Like, no one else was going to make me happy. So I would say that during that time period, I wasn't sad or anything. It was just something that I was going through otherwise. But I think that it was really helpful to me to be able to think through all of my issues on my own. Mm, Um, But you were giving yourself that time space. Exactly. So while that was like a struggle that was going on, it was something that could have been worse, I guess, Mm. if I didn't spend time alone and like really know who I was as a person. Um, I think it's really... I'm glad you're sharing this. And since we are being about being vulnerable and sharing our stories, I mean... I think it was just very recently that I come to terms with my own body. Yeah. I mean, similar when I think I was 13, I became obsessed with like fitness and what I was eating and tried every diet out there. And, you know, I was then I was starting going to the gym and wanted to build muscle mass. And then all of a sudden I started to go vegan. And then that was a whole new journey on itself. Totally. And what happened to that was, you know, um, naturally to that kind of life changed. I dropped weight. Mm-hmm. But... The difference this time was that I was feeling better than ever. Mm -hmm. I was more energized. My skin was better. I was eating all this food. I eat so much more food nowadays. Yeah. But what happened was that, you know, my surroundings just did not accept that. I mean, not saying that they were, like, hating, but it was, like, they were were, um, worried about me. Mm -hmm. But so I think... I think so many girls today are going through exactly what we're talking about. Totally. Not feeling it feeling that it's okay to talk about it because it's just something that well we all know that everyone struggles with body image and it's just like we compare ourselves and then all of a sudden you shouldn't be too skinny because that's not good either and then you mm-hmm. should be skinny then you should be muscly and then you should have all these booties whatever yeah. and like squats and it's so much pressure from society like wait a second it's my body yeah can I do what I want to do can I just eat what I feel like is giving me energy and make me feel great And then just mind your own business. Totally. I mean, it's interesting because I wrote a story about this last year called My Relationship with Being Skinny. And it is still by far the piece that I've gotten the most response from. So women, girls of all ages had reached out to me like, I went through this too, or Mm -hmm. I'm going through this too. This is like the most helpful thing to hear that I'm not alone and I think if I could share the number of people that said that to me then no one should feel alone going through that right because we all I mean it takes until we're you know comfortable with ourselves to feel comfortable with our bodies too so 
yeah, it would for me. It's also very recent where I'm like, this is me. And we both like, what are you, 29? I'm 25. It's a, why did I think you were 29? I'm like, you look so much younger. She's 25. Sorry, yeah. I'm 26. And you know, most people think that by this age, you got your shit figured out yeah. and you're so comfortable. No. You know, skin not true. Totally. We're still like trying to look perfect on social yeah. media and. Back to that story, people are like, oh, you're killing it. I'm like, I'm in my room in Harlem. <laughs> Nothing is killing I me right know. now. I'm like, I am a normal human sitting on my bed, like, eating chips right now. It's fine. I know. <laughs> so, um, eating chips, I love that. And we're about to eat some chips soon, yeah, by the way. We're making taco night tonight. Very exciting. <laughs> and um, something, I think, another topic, swaying away from the whole body image and health. Yeah. And which is also part of health, right? right? It's about stressing about the future. Mm -hmm. And I think I keep bumping into this. Things are going great. I'm happy. Have I ever had to like worry about things if I look back? Like if really, like if I look back, have things not worked out? Yeah, they always work out somehow. And as long as I take care of myself and I'm careful with the people I hang out with and, you know, trusting my own journey and my own intuition, things will work out. Mm -hmm. But still, it's that constant stress and what you're supposed to be doing and like, is this going to work out? What if that? What if not? How do you think it's like a good way to prep, like to plan for the future? Mm. What's your opinion on that? Well, I think that it's really interesting because I was thinking about this idea the other day. I think that the moments that define our life the most are the small, tiny ones that we don't think will have any impact on our lives and end up changing the course of it. So, for example, I met... My boyfriend at, I mean, we went to school together and knew each other, but like, we're not into each other at that time. <laughs> and I remember going to this party that I did not want to go to. I was not like in the mood to go out that night um, a couple of years ago. And I ended up going and like, we have been together like almost every day since that moment. Wow. And I feel like you plan your life so much. Like, you plan where you're going to college, where you're going to live. Like, you think that all these things matter, and they actually don't at all. And, like, if I ended up saying I didn't want to go to that party that night, my life trajectory would be insanely different. Mm -hmm. So, I just think overall it's really important to remember that as much as we want to have control over our lives and as much as we plan, there are going to be things that happen that completely change the course of it that you don't think would have an impact on it at all. So that being said, I am a complete control freak and like love planning. If you see my room, I have like lists everywhere. I think for the sake of like feeling good about planning things, it's great to have a plan and like have an idea of where you want to go. I think looking back at my life, the plan that I had has changed. I can't even explain how many times. So the second piece of that is really, as you said, getting in touch with your gut, which I think really begins with like sitting with yourself and getting to know yourself. And as you get older, that little voice in your head and in your like deep intuition gets much louder or we like listen to we it. We allow better. it to be. There. Yeah, exactly. But I think that planning for the future really, really depends on your intuition and like getting in touch with that deep gut sense of what's right and what's wrong. So yeah, I mean, I'm the exact same control freak that you are. Yeah. I had my entire life figured out and needed to have my entire life figured out. And what happened was if things didn't go as planned, which I rarely ever do, I would freak out and try to fix it. Mm-hmm. But you can't fix something because it's just like a change of direction. Yeah. You know? And I think we like the important, I, I guess a lot of people do stress about this, um, me included sometimes. But the way to do it, which I love your answer, is like have a vision. Mm-hmm. It's I think the difference is having a vision and a plan. Mm-hmm. And like, okay, this is this is where I want to go, and this is the next five steps I can see myself heading in that direction. Mm-hmm. And then things might happen in the way. And how yeah. do I redirect myself when that happens? And something I think to not go crazy is like you say, be connected to your gut, mm-hmm. and your intuition. And as long as it feels right, right now, it can't be wrong. Yeah. And that's the motto I'm trying to live by. Like, totally. Does this feel right? In this moment, it feels right. It may not be right tomorrow, but what I'm doing right now 
might lead to what I'm supposed to do tomorrow. And if totally. I don't do this right now, I'm not going to get to that point. Yeah. So it's always a battle of like taking those next five steps yeah. and then the next five steps and just being open. And that, I think, ties back into being in the moment. Yeah. Right? I was just going to say, I think that it's being present, which is much harder, like, done <laughs> than just saying it. Um but at the same time, I feel like my vision for my life has changed so many times. Like, I think that I'm so clairvoyant and can, like, see the future. But I think that it really comes down to being comfortable with being uncomfortable. Mm. And that's one of my favorite things that I have to remind myself of is that the times that you grow so much as a human being are when you feel weird and, like, things might not work out. And then something magically appears. So I think that like planning for the future, the biggest thing you could do besides being comfortable with your gut is like knowing that things are going to be weird and like being okay with that and being okay with just jumping at a decision sometimes. That doesn't mean you don't have foresight and you're not intelligent and you're not thoughtful. It's that you there are some things that you could plan for and some that you just have to go with it Mm -hmm. and like go from there and kind of keep deciding as you go forward with that and there's something to be said about the journey itself yeah and the mistakes you make are so important and valuable because if you don't make the mistakes there's no way you're going to learn anything right exactly and you know sometimes i'm like oh i hate myself why did you do this like well maybe it's going to be you know i'll I'll be able to use this someday this knowledge is kind of like good for me and so yeah and i think too like what you're saying about being uncomfortable and we talked about this before i mean first of all I had a vision that the next step for me, my boyfriend, was to find our own apartment in Brooklyn. Mm -hmm. And that was all I visualized. And here I am in San Francisco. (laughs) So that's just, again, like just proof that have a vision, but be open to anything. Totally. And now when I look back, I'm like, it makes so much sense to be here. I didn't see it coming. But the moment he said, how do you feel about San Francisco? I just knew it was right thing to do. My gut feeling said, yes, let's go. That's exactly how, what happened Doopy and I found out like two months before we were moving to San Francisco that we were going to do it. And I think at the, in the moment, it like might feel crazy and it might feel like, holy shit, am I doing this? Like, is this okay? Is this right? But I think that you just really have to trust yourself. And like, as I said before, no, it's going to be weird. There was a period of time when I moved here and I was like, this was the hugest mistake of all time. Like, I can't believe that I went through with this crazy decision. Maybe my gut was wrong. And now looking back on it, like, that is completely not true. Mm -hmm. But that first period of time is scary. And you're, like, forcing yourself to do things out of your comfort zone. So you have to give yourself that leeway and not completely change off course after you make a decision because like that beginning part is not truthful as to like what it actually could be and some a way that i like to describe this to people to give advice because it hit me i was on my way home from barcelona a few years Mm -hmm. ago and you know kind of like if you take off and it's rainy out mm-hmm. and you're in the airplane and you're excited like let's go on this journey like finally I made a decision to book this flight I'm going and then you take off and you see like everything is getting smaller you feel good about yourself you feel big and then suddenly boom it's just cloudy mm-hmm. you don't see anywhere you don't know where you're going is this the right direction yeah what am I getting into you freak out like I don't know if anyone ever flown yes. through a cloud but you know you, you can't see anything right <gasps> totally and that's when you start you know hesitating yeah. like wait I don't even know what's waiting on the other side am I doing the right thing right now uh-huh. I have no control over where I'm heading but how I say it then is like well what is your option you could turn around and go back down it's gonna be just as shitty yeah as when you <laughs> left it's still gonna be raining because this cloud is right here or have faith and just sit back and relax mm-hmm. and the sun will be there because yeah. it's always there. I love right? that. And that's, that's something I try to, to think about, about every time I go through that like freaking out period. Yeah. It's like, what am I doing with my life right yeah. now? But yeah. And then to really touch upon all the important subjects yeah. of any girl in their 20s, <laughs> let's talk a little bit about relationships. Yes. And because um, I think they always say the opposite attracts, right? Mm-hmm. With that said, dating someone who is the opposite, something yeah. comes with a lot of frustration yeah. from, I think, both from both ends. Just accepting that the person is different, mm-hmm. but also accepting that 
I need to stick with my values too. And it, there's a balance in like, this is who I am, but then we can learn from each other. Yeah. Right? Totally. So what would you say is something that you've struggled with in your relationship? That, yeah. You know, maybe not always you get along, but there still needs to be some kind of balance. Yeah. It's so interesting because I was also in a really long-term relationship before this as well. And I feel like, not to like brag, but I feel like my boyfriend and I now do be um, just get each other on this other level that I've never experienced before, which like with any other human being. So it's kind of crazy. And I hope that every single person finds that in their life. But that being said, I think that as most people say, relationships take work. Like, it's not just like every day is perfect because it is perfect. It's like an effort has to come from both sides Mm -hmm. to make it great. And both of you need, like, some days one person's going to have that effort level so high and the other one isn't. And that's how it is. Like, that's how life works sometimes, right? And I think understanding like getting where each other's at is really important, but that isn't always intuitive. So my biggest like piece of advice, I guess, or thing that's most important in a relationship to me is being as open and clear as possible with your communication, especially with guys, because (laughs) I feel like... guys are simple. Yeah, exactly. It's very different, like hanging out with DB and how we talk to each other is so different than how I talk with girls. And like, There's no coding language yeah, going on. It's just like, no. hey, can you please do this? Thank yeah. you. And I think that the way that I am, that was actually a big kind of learning curve for me because Doopy is the most blunt human being that I know. And sometimes things he would say in the beginning, I'd be like, what? I can't believe you just said that to me. That's mm-hmm. crazy. Like... Like, how did that word just come out of your mouth? But I feel like when you kind of strip back all those layers and really understand who each other is as a human being, then the conversation and communication just flows so freely that you don't even think about it. I think also, um, remember that you probably attracted each other for a reason. And Mm -hmm. there's something about this person that you kind of want to be. Totally. And going back into like the control freak of myself. Yeah. Like I love to plan the weekends and like, let's do this and let's get up at this hour and meal prep and all this stuff. And then I think usually this is the case. The boyfriend is like, um, I kind of just want to take the days it comes. You know, I work all week and then once the weekend hits, let's just chill and see what happens. And that's been a learning curve for me to yeah. kind of like just chill the fuck out sometimes and like take a step back and be like, we don't have to plan everything. Totally. And that's been important to me because I need that kind of mind space again to like, it's okay to just wander around and see what happens, mm-hmm. to just grab a coffee and see what we can do for the next three hours or so. Yeah. I think that on that exact point, something about opposites attract and like seeking out what's in your partner, um, going back to that communication piece, something that is a real development area for me or something that I really want to work on is being more direct and like speaking my truth, Mm -hmm. which is really hard because I'm someone that loves connecting with people and like making them happy. Um, And I think that Doopy, like (laughs) I respect him so much in this sense, but sometimes I'm like, I can't believe you just said that out loud. Like he does not really think about that at all. Mm -hmm. And that's something that I want to be or like have more of in my life like not being afraid to be who I truly am and speaking my truth so yeah I think that like having that mindset when you're in a relationship is really important to Mm -hmm. like respect those differences and want to learn from them rather than getting annoyed that that's happening yeah and what you just said I think actively choose where you spend your energy mm-hmm. and pick your fights totally there there could be things we could fight about every single day yeah and there are certain things that i'm probably always going to be a bit annoyed about yeah but at the same time every time i have to be like this is why you love this person yeah it's who he is you can't change everything about someone exactly you can inspire people to you know become better versions of themselves yeah but you have things about yourself too that's not perfect totally and he's still with you and I think that's something we have to remind ourselves in that, like, oh, why is he doing that? Well, maybe you're not perfect either. And it's like a balance and, like, let's just not focus on it. Let's mm-hmm. him have that 
thing that he does it's yeah. gonna annoy you for probably the rest of your relationship <laughs> but it's fine you know it's not the end of the world right yeah and it's so funny even going back to people who aren't in relationships I think that this is a theme of what we've been talking about this whole time but I think about a lot of my friends who aren't in a relationship and I probably did this too even though less so for some reason I just didn't care about this but we all have an image of like who the perfect person is or what the perfect job is um and we're always looking for that person or that job and like actively like almost kind of like choking the life out of whatever potential like thing could come out of it right and I feel like in terms of relationships, that's what mostly happens in our 20s is we're like, I need this person who looks perfect on paper. And if I like thought about my boyfriend right now, like on, I don't know, we just were so different. Like I would have never actually been like, this is who I'm going to be with for the rest of my life if I was thinking in that way. But I think it goes back to the exact point of what we just said, like be as open as possible to new random experiences that you never know where they're going to lead because that person or that job or that new city might be exactly what you need in your life so i feel like we can have like plan as much as we want for relationships but we just have to like be open to whatever comes into our life and that's really what hey change is about. Is yeah. The biggest change we're going to go through is with ourselves. Mm-hmm. And we don't realize what kind of worlds we open ourselves up to when we just change tiny things in a way of thinking, totally. behaving, being open to new relationships. And I think to give any, just end up, end with any kind of advice in terms of like, how do I find that partner? That's really tapping back into your gut feeling. Mm-hmm. You just know it when you feel him. Uh huh. You're you're there, and it it connects. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. It's nothing about looking good on paper. It's nothing about what kind of job he has. Yeah. That can always change. You know, he can lose his job, or he can exactly. get a better one. And it's it comes back to there will be, like you said, um, commitment to a relationship, and you have to be willing to make that commitment, and you will be willing to do that if it feels right. Exactly. If the energy's there. Yeah, it's so funny because I remember when I had met Doopy, I was kind of newly single, and I remember just being like, I hate cooking for guys. Like, I could never do that. I hated doing that for my boyfriend, you know, that I had been dating for a really long time. And now I'll like run up and be like, what do you want to be for dinner? I'll make it, honey. (laughs) (laughs) Which is so not me as a human being. I also still hate cooking. But I just think it's funny how like your mindset changes so much based on the relationship that you're in. So it's really fun. (laughs) It's fun. And you should be changed to the the positive. Exactly. Yeah. People can actually change you in the opposite direction. Yeah, totally. I think you should always try to be with someone who makes you a better version of yourself. And that's a good indicator that you found the one. Mm-hmm. All right, Katina, we could like talk for hours. I know. We will continue talking probably <laughs> during the night. But to wrap this up, I want to um, just ask you my final three questions. Are you ready? Perfect. I'm ready. Are you sure? <laughs> <laughs> All right, so final question number one. Uh, here on Hey Change. We're all about spreading good vibes and positivity. So I would like for you to share some good news that you've heard or read recently mm. that you think it's, you know positive enough to share here yeah well I think the biggest thing on my mind is this week we elected such a diverse set of people to our local governments in the United States and to me that's just so inspiring and it really like reminds me that change is possible in all ways and even at the most like small levels um change of mindset and action can really make a difference so that's been what has been exciting for me i didn't even know that was good news within politics in this country that's exciting yay so many diverse people got elected to different positions throughout the country and like really exceeded expectations so amazing so we're turning this coin around exactly (laughs) so number two can you please share with us some kind of important moment of change in your life or some major transformation you've gone through that now, looking back at it, makes you really proud of who you are as a person. Mm. Tough one. Wow. 
There are so many, but I feel like the time that really changed me and my mindset as an adult um, was when I spent about four months backpacking through Australia and New Zealand. So I decided to graduate college a semester early, which was like a weird thing to do to begin with. And I spent that semester traveling abroad. And I think that that's really what set me up to reflect and be critical about the next step that I was taking in my life and understand that there are so many different options of how we can grow up and like be happy. So I would say that that was probably the biggest time of transfer transformation for me. And that was again putting yourself in a different environment. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I like had the same bag of rice with me for like, like literally a bag time. of rice. Yeah, that's I was like carrying okay. it around on a bus. I think that's Stupid's favorite story about me. I had like one thing of beans and rice. See, well, that's also proof that you can survive on beans and exactly. rice, right? No, it was definitely like a time of survival, but also a time to be around the most beautiful landscapes and like people. Um, so I think. That was really like inspiring for me when I got to my desk at work a couple of months like, later. Wow, this is that. Yeah, so different. different. So cool. different. <laughs> well, thank you so much for being on this show with me yeah. and talking about all these very vulnerable but important questions that everyone is thinking about but totally. don't really talk about. And um, I really hope that people will check out your podcast. Yeah. And challenging the collective right mm-hmm. coming in january and yes. you can go to her blog which is unadulting.com yep. and you are also on instagram as unadulting yeah and um to you know finalize this movement of change today i'm going to ask the final question yeah if you were to give any advice to leave with today to the audience what would that be mm. i feel like we talked about so many interesting things but I guess I would combine two of them if that's allowed. Okay. The first is going with your gut and really like figuring out who you are so that that internal voice is really strong. And then the second kind of follow-up piece of that, which I think goes hand in hand, is putting yourself in uncomfortable situations. And I think that's when that voice is formed and tested. Um, It may change a little bit, but that's when you can start to like really trust it. So those are the two things I would say. Figure out what your voice is and be uncomfortable. Thanks again for listening. I hope you feel a bit better about growing up. And I also want to remind you that you have a 15% discount code to use at yourstraw.com. And the code is HEYCHANGE. So head over to yourstraw.com and use the code HEYCHANGE for 15% off a set of bamboo straws. And you can help save this planet and head into a more green and sustainable future.